Hello and welcome back once again to A Place to Grow. Every weekday, Pastor Stephen R. Hill of Spirit Life Church in Hearst, Texas has a life-changing message that will help you to determine God's destiny for your life. This program will help you to identify and use the gifts that God has given you. God has a wonderful plan for your life. Now here's Pastor Steve. We need to humble ourselves before God. Not the way we want to humble ourselves, the way God wants to humble us. 1 Peter 5 and 6 says, Humble yourselves under the, the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. And just because you humble yourself for five minutes, it doesn't mean that your circumstance is going to change in the next five minutes. The Bible says in due time, and God's appointed time, things will change. But we must sincerely ask ourselves this question, God, have I caused anything that I'm presently going through? Have I done anything? See, sometimes we put ourselves through things God never intended for us to go through. And it's because of our own self-will. Because we're saying, God, I'm doing this, sign off on it. You must obey God. You must not do your own thing and say, well, you know what? I'll do this as long as it fits in with with what I want to do. No. God has a plan for your life. And I always say it, the will of God is not your will. The plan of God is not your plan. It was planned before you were even born. And God did not ask your opinion, or, and he still doesn't ask for your input. It's something he's already planned. And as we already read, it's good. And the Lord is going to bless and prosper you. As you follow his word. Once again, sometimes we make wrong choices and do things when even the Holy Spirit is telling us to do something else. Like um, young people, let me say something to you. You know, sometimes the Lord tells you this is not the right person to be with. Don't associate with this person. But we do it anyway because we don't want to be seen as as a square. We don't want to be seen uh, as somebody who who uh, doesn't hang with the people you should hang with or be with. But that person can influence you in a way that will alter the destiny that God has for your life. See, your associations can actually destroy your life. Let's talk about marriage. God says, wait God says, don't marry that person. And most people want to marry them anyway. They say, God, that person loves me. I love them. We're getting married. And let me just say something about that. God sees the future. We are really foolish to look at today and think that that is going to be the same way it is today, tomorrow. When God has said to us, don't, be careful, wait, God doesn't speak to us just to hear himself speak. He is trying to warn us and to save us from immeasurable heartache. The devil will use relationships to rob you spiritually and financially. Now, in Let me say something to the married people here. 
If you're married, do not get too friendly with the opposite sex. You know, when I'm doing these messages, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost will just drop something in there. I was like, oh, wow. Proverbs 6 and 26 and 7, it says, For by means of a harlot, a man is reduced to a crust of bread. And an adulteress will prey upon his precious life. Can a man take fire into his bosom and his clothes not be burned? In other words, do not flirt with sin. I guess we need to hear that. Understand that you'll always be a man and you'll always be a woman. And even though you're married, you have to make sure that you're living a godly life and that you shun the very appearance of evil. Don't think that you won't be tempted to do something that you should not do even when you're married. And so says the Holy Ghost. Now the devil is after each of us to kill us, to steal from us, and to destroy us. So we have to look for the gaps in the fence. This is, folks, frankly, this is inspection time today. We need to begin to look at the gaps in our fence and repair them and close them up to make sure that the devil cannot come in with his attacks. We need to lock every entry place where the devil could possibly come into our lives. We must obey God and stand God over our lives, our families, and our possessions. One day, David was out with his men of war. He was away from the camp. And the Bible says that the Amalekites came and stole their wives, their children, and all of their possessions. Now, when you are under attack by the enemy, you can do one or two things. You can go into depression or you can fight back. A lot of people go into depression. They say, oh, I believe God. I'm going to wait till God changes the situation. I know he's going to come sometime. Oh, God, come today. Oh, God, help me. That's one approach. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 30 and verse 3, So David and his men came to the city, and it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters had been taken captive, and David and the people who were with him lifted up one voice and wept until they couldn't <laughs> cry anymore. They lost power to cry. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him. That will get you distressed. Because the soul of all the people was grieved. Every man for his sons and for his daughter. But David strengthened himself from the Lord his God. When you're going through the attack of the enemy, that's the time to strengthen yourself. That's not the time to say, oh, poor me. That's not the time to say, well, what did I do? What? No, figure that out first. Because I'm going to tell you, the devil is going to attack you. Get ready. Some of us are being attacked by the enemy already. It's time to strengthen yourself. You must strengthen yourself in the Lord. Well, how do you do that? Through the word of God. Find scriptures that have to do with God and faith in God and victory in your circumstance. David said to Abathar the priest, please bring the ephod here to me. And Abathar brought the ephod to David. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? 
Shall I overtake them? And God answered and said, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and recover all without fail. Now, that's the God that I serve. I don't know what God you serve. The God that I serve says, pursue the devil, get your stuff back. Believe me that I will give you victory to overcome your situation. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you think God wants the devil to have influence over your family? Steal your finances? Take your possessions? Steal your joy? Well, most of you said no. Thank God for that. It's time to pursue the enemy and take it back. However, we do not fight against flesh and blood when we're fighting the enemy, saints. It's with principalities and powers. Therefore, our solution must be spiritual. Queen Esther, who was a Jewess, her cousin Mordecai, and the Jewish people were sentenced to certain death as a result of a wicked man named Haman. Because of his hatred for Mordecai, he spoke against the Jews and convinced the king to have them all put to death in the kingdom of Persia or Iran. Mordecai attempted to get a message through to Queen Esther. Come on, everyone turn to Esther because this is where we're going to be ending today. Esther chapter 4, verses 16 to 17. He tried to get a message through to her to let her know what was going on. You see, she was uh, sitting uh, in the palace, receiving all the good things. And Mordecai wanted to let her know that her whole world was about to fall apart because of the attack of the enemy against them and against their people. Would you read that for us, Steve, verses 6 through uh, 9? So Hattak went forth to Mordecai to the street of the city, which was before the king's gate. And Mordecai told him of all that happened to him and all the sum of the money that Haman had promised to pay the king's treasuries for the Jews to destroy them. And he gave him the copy of the writing of the decree was given at Shushan to destroy them, to show it unto Esther and to declare it unto her and to charge her that she should go in unto the king to make supplication to him and to make request before him for her people. And Hattak came and told Esther the words of Mordecai. Then Esther spoke to Hattak and gave him a a commandment for Mordecai. She said, all the king's servants and the people of the king's providence know that any man or woman who goes to the inner court of the king who has not been called will be put to death, except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter, that he may live. Yet I myself have not been called to see the king for 30 days. So they told Mordecai Esther's words. And Mordecai told them to answer the, to answer the queen. Do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than any other Jew. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from on some other place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. We're talking about purpose. We're talking about God's plan for our lives. 
Thank you for joining us today for A Place to Grow. Here's Pastor Steve with a special invitation for you. This is Pastor Steve, and I want to invite you to our week of consecration and impartation on January 17th through the 19th at 7.30 p.m. at Spirit Life Church. These services will be absolutely life-changing. I will be teaching every night about divine breakthrough success. I will also be sharing how to receive the blessings of God and break generational hindrances that follow us. I look forward to praying for you personally. You don't want to miss our special week of consecration every night starting Wednesday, January 17th through Friday the 19th at Spirit Life Church. Services begin at 7.30 each night. The church is located at 1860 Precinct Line Road in Hearst, Texas. For more information, go to our website, aplacetogrow.org. Now let's get back into today's message. We're talking about purpose. We're talking about God's plan for our lives. Esther was put in a position where the Jews were servants to Persia, but she had beauty. God had blessed her with beauty, and the king was looking for a new wife. And God gave her favor that she should become the next queen. But that favor wasn't just for Esther. It was for the work of God. It was for the plan of God, because God knew this was going to happen to the Jews. Mordecai said, yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Verse 15, then Esther told him to reply to Mordecai, go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me, neither eat nor drink for three days or nights. My maids and I will fast likewise, and so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded him. Saints, I want to let you know today that your circumstance that you are in today is bigger than you. God has a plan for your life. Your life is to affect and influence many other lives in this world. But there are going to be challenges along the way. There are going to be things that you yourself need. We must perceive, number one, that the God who created us also gave us the answer, has also provided the solution, that he's going to bring us out, that with God we can defeat anything the devil is going against us with. But there's something you need to understand. Some things will only change through prayer and fasting. Many people say, well, I've been rebuking and I've been claiming and I've been speaking the word. Jesus said in Matthew 17, 21 and uh, verse 20 and 21, he said, nothing shall be impossible for you. Then listen to what he said. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. In Ezra 8 and 23, it says, so we fasted and petitioned our God about this, and he answered our prayer. 
So Esther told Mordecai, if you have the Jews fast for me for three days, I will trust God for his protection and for his favor. I will believe that God will bring us all out of trouble. I mentioned to you already, many of us are going to fast Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and we're going to believe God. Because some things do not happen except through prayer and fasting. I know that God is going to work a miracle. And I want to read the rest of this story to you to show you how God works through prayer and fasting. While they were yet fasting, God was at work. And Steve, you're going to help me with this? Esther chapter 5, verses 1 through 4. Now it happened on the third day that Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace, across from the king's house, while the king sat on his royal throne in the royal house, facing the entrance of the house. So it was when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court that she found favor in his sight, and the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand, Then Esther went near and touched the top of the scepter. And the king said to her, What do you wish, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given to you up the half of the kingdom. So Esther answered, If it pleases the king, let the king and Haman come today to the banquet that I have prepared for him. Listen to verse 9. So Haman went out that day joyful and with a glad heart. But when Haman saw Mordecai in the king's gate and, and that he did not stand or tremble before him, He was filled with indignation against Mordecai. Verse 14, Zeresh, his wife, and all his friends said, Get ready a 75-foot high gallows. And in the morning, ask the king to let you hang Mordecai on it. And when this is done, you can merrily go to the king's banquet. This pleased Haman immensely, and so he ordered the gallows to be built. We're in chapter 6, verse 1. Would you read that for us, Steve? That night the king could not sleep, so one was commanded to bring the book of the records of the chronicles, and they were read before the king. And it was found written that Mordecai had told of the Bithania and Teresh to the king's eunuchs, the doorkeepers who had sought to lay hands on King Assasuerus. And the king says, What honor had dignity has been bestowed on Mordecai for this? And the king's servant who attended him said, Nothing has been done for him. Now, what happens next is amazing because the king then says, you know what, I need an idea of how I can honor this man. And guess who was in the court at that time? It was Haman. So he said, Haman, how can I honor an individual in whom I find delight? So he said, well, you put on the royal clothes, uh, let that man wear your royal clothes, wear uh, your crown, and be on your finest horse. Verse 6 It says, so Haman came in, and the king said to him, what should I do to honor? Verse 7, once again, I just mentioned that to you. Bring out some royal robes that you've worn and put them on your own house. I mean, on your own horse, your own house, your own horse uh, with the royal crown. Verse 9, read that, Steve, please. Then let his robe and horse be delivered to the hand of one of the king's most noble princes, that he may array the man to whom the king delights to honor. Then parade him on horseback through the city square and proclaim before him, Thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor. He shouted, Excellent. He said to Haman, Hurry, 
Take these robes and my horse and do just as you said for Mordecai the Jew. Follow every detail you have just suggested to me. And that's exactly what happened. Well, it gets worse for Haman because after he personally leads him around, they have that banquet in the evening. And the king says, Queen Esther, what can I do for you? Even up to the half of my kingdom, she said, this man, Haman, is trying to take my life and the life of all of my people. Steve, will you continue to read that? Wow. Oh, king, let my life be given at your petition and my people at your request. Verse 4, for we've been sold, my people, and I to be destroyed, to be killed, and to be annihilated. Had we been sold as male and female slaves, I would have held my tongue. Although the enemy could never compensate for the king's loss. And the king said to Queen Esther, Who is he and where is he that would dare to presume in his heart to do such a thing? And Esther said, That adversary and enemy is wicked Haman. So Haman was terrified before the king and queen. Keep going. And the king arose in his wrath from the banquet of wine and went to the palace garden. But Haman stood before Queen Esther pleading for his life and saw that evil was determined against him by the king. When the king returned from the palace garden of the place with the banquet of wine, Haman had fallen across the couch where Esther was. Then the king said, Will he also assault the queen while I'm in the house? As the word left the king's mouth, they covered Haman's face. Now Harbonah, one of the eunuchs, said to the king, Look, the gallows fifty cubits high, which Haman made for Mordecai, who spoke good on the king's behalf, is standing at the house of Haman. Then the king said, Hang him on it. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then the king's wrath subsided. Read the next verse. On that day, King Azasuerus gave Queen Esther the house of Haman, the enemy of the Jews, and Mordecai came before the king, for Esther had told how he was related to her. Keep going. So the king took off his signet ring, which he had taken from Haman, and gave it to Mordecai, and Esther appointed Mordecai over the house of Haman. And, and Mordecai became... Does it mention it there? Then Esther spoke to the king, fell at his feet, and the king held out his scepter. I don't think it goes, but he's over Haman's house. He's more than over uh, Haman's house. He actually becomes an official of the court. And God changes that entire situation because of the fasting. Because people believe together and they fasted for a change. Saints, I want to let you know that regardless of what your situation is, God is going to change that situation for you as you fast and you pray. Now, let me ask you a question, saints. Do you believe God can change your situation? Do you believe God wants to change your situation? Do you believe that God knows your life? and everything that you need. God loves you so much. God's plans for your life are good plans. God has reserved blessing upon you and prosperity for your life. And as you work with the Lord according to the plan that He has for your life, and as you come against the enemy with prayer and fasting, that change is going to take place. 
Thank you for joining us today for A Place to Grow. If you were touched by the message today, consider going to our website and making a donation of any size. Your generous donation can help keep our radio ministry alive. Visit our website at aplacetogrow.org and contribute today. You can also download a copy of today's message by navigating to the media tab. The title of today's program is Working with God to Fulfill Your Destiny, Part 3. Now Pastor Steve wants to pray with you. Let's pray together. And I'm praying at this time that God would bless us this year. Father, we come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, knowing that you desire to bless us and to enlarge our steps, to increase our influence in the world on your behalf. So, Lord, break off our limitations and restrictions placed upon us. Father, we pray that you would bless us indeed and enlarge our territory. Let your hand be with us and, and keep us. We pray, Lord God, that you would enlarge our steps so that we can receive your blessing and your prosperity. We bless your name because your word says you shall increase us more and more. We believe for a great year because you're with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for A Place to Grow. You're always invited to join us for our spirit-filled worship service every Sunday morning at 10. We offer a safe environment. Spirit Life Church is located at 1860 Precinct Line Road in Hearst, Texas. Get more information at our website, aplacetogrow.org. Also, remember to be with us every weekday at 4 p.m. and Sunday afternoons at 2.30, right here on Bible School Radio 91.3 KDKR.